Welcome to Fix with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and the scientist Garfunkel, Jake, gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all of my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, February 4th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available on the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks that get an A are the ones I love, picks that get a B are the ones I like, and picks that get a C are the leans. However, please remember the good and bad variants will occur, so much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, uh, yesterday, not a good day for the model, kind of stubbed its toe a little bit. Uh, a couple of rough losses there. Fullerton, right? We had the minus 12, they went by 11. Um, you know, so we kind of had the gauntlet, right? We had the, the close loss like that, that was heartbreaking. And then you had the BYU loss that I did. Do they want, do they want to make the tournament at this point? I, I don't see any evidence. They do. People keep saying they're in, but I see performances like last night and I'm like, this team is not worthy of making the tournament with the way they're playing right now. I don't get it. It's like, it's like they want to prop Gonzaga up and help, help that conference. It's like, no, it's just not going to happen with the way they're playing, especially after dropping to Pacific. Like it's just not going to work. Yeah. Just an awful performance. Yeah. I really, I really thought last night was a good bounce back spot and boy, we were wrong on that one. And and so, you know, we, we praise that we, we celebrate the wins. Uh, You know, we had, we, we nailed Arizona, right? We got, you know, I had the under and and you had Arizona, but, but you have the BYUs and you got to talk about that too, that, you know, bad taste in our mouth. We got to try to wash that out and move on from that one. Right. (laughs) Jake, what do you have for us? Man, speaking of that Arizona game, that, I mean, that was a fun game to watch. Great game back and forth. There's some bad blood apparently building here. I don't know if you if you stayed up and watched the whole thing or what. What? But apparently, what, the redshirt freshman they have, Mark Mac Intian, got arrested after the game for spitting at fans on his way out. I was like that's kind of wild. Never seen that yeah. happen before. Bonkers. And then I mean, Patrick Ewing might be joining Penny Hardaway and being rushed out of a school that he he did so good for playing but not coaching very well. He made the one tournament run, which was based on a Big East tournament win. And then the other four years of his five years, he's not made the tournament. He's on pace with being an underdog in pretty much every remaining game. He's on pace to be the first winless Big East team since 2009. So it's just not looking wow. good for them. And this is a stronger Big East. Um, usually, I feel like with the Big East, there's a lot of good teams at the top, and they're a fun conference, but there's usually a bunch of teams kind of clustered at the bottom, which has avoided that winless team. This year, there's not. I mean, it's 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 not a good year to have a down year in the Big East, given how good everybody else is, because when you look at any ranking system or whatever, it's like the entire conference is like middle of the pack upper middle of the pack whatever relative to the rest of ncaa and then there's georgetown way behind everybody else i mean it's it's rough times there um before we get to today's slight reminder please like and subscribe follow rate we appreciate any and all of those things they help us out greatly drop a comment if you're on youtube we love those we try to respond to as many as we can and don't forget about the live show tomorrow uh we'll be on youtube at 9 a.m Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. We'll do our usual show, and then we'll answer a question about any game that you have if you want to drop on there and uh, join the chat, ask a question, whatever it may be. 
Jake, today a smaller slate as usual on Friday, but a handful of interesting games. I think we're going to start off with the 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, so a little bit earlier of a tip than usual. St. Bonaventure at Richmond. Uh, Richmond currently is a three-point favorite. I locked in yesterday a, an A pick on Richmond at minus three and a half, so the number is even better for you now this morning than it was yesterday. The model thinks this should be Richmond minus six and a half. The model is 6-1 and one on A or B fades of the Bonnies. They've been even worse on the road. I don't understand this line. I don't understand who's putting money on St. Bonaventure. Maybe it's the, the must-win type thing, which I don't really buy into. Um, they've really been struggling of lately. Richmond's been playing well at home. I, I just don't understand it. And maybe I'll look like a fool saying this, but to me, this one seems easy and and. Where the model pegs it at Richmond six and a half seems about right. If you came and said this was Richmond minus five and a half, Richmond minus six, I'd say that sounds perfectly spot on. I don't understand this number. I think we're getting a lot of value. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't understand the people that are riding the Bonnies here. I know they had a lot of expectation put upon them at the beginning of the year, and like they got ranked real quick after a couple wins. But, mm-hmm. you know, after that, it's been a – fast slide downhill and i think it has a lot to do with their bench the fact that they run five guys for 30 plus minutes a game and you have two other people that are two other guys that are um averaging just over 10 minutes i think it's like 12 like that you can't those five guys can't be on every night or even most nights i'll thought like you've got to have some help coming from somewhere and they just don't get that especially like any foul trouble an injury anything and then all of a sudden you're lacking everywhere and then on top of that it's seeming like linton brown one of the guys one of the only few bitch players that actually get to play is done for the season with some kind of illness like he was in the COVID 19 protocols and then a lot of reports out there saying he's done for the season so i, I like with some kind of illness so i mean my heart goes out to him because you want everything to be okay but man that's like now you're looking at a five and a half man rotation instead of a six and it's just not going to be enough to go against a Richmond team who's very good at home. They're really good defensively. Um, they've got a real star player, Tyler Burton, who's just an incredible player. Um, but the key to this team is uh, Jacob Gilliard. If he's playing well, then Richmond is doing extremely well, very hard to beat. But if he's not totally on his game, they're very beatable. Um, they've won five of the last seven. But the only bad part is they're three and seven covering the spread at home. So, But I think – I think they get this one today, especially with the short line at three and the St. Bonaventure being so thin. Yeah, and you talked about that earlier in the week with St. Bonaventure being so uh, thin, having not having any depth. Um, I, I think it makes a lot of sense, right? Earlier in the season, they did play well, and they were able to, uh, you know, attack teams who weren't quite ready for. They didn't know teams didn't know how to attack them necessarily, and they did play great early on. But then, like you said, it's been a really swift fall from grace there as these teams have figured out how to attack their lack of depth. I think Richmond does that again tonight. At 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, we have Creighton at Seton Hall. Seton Hall is a six-point favorite right now with a total of 137.5. The model makes this Seton Hall minus 8.5. I locked in yesterday Seton Hall minus 6.5 as a B pick. I, I, I don't love this pick simply because we don't know who's playing for Seton Hall, and that obviously is going to... Um, loom large here. Aiken, their best player, is still questionable. They have a, a slew of guys who we don't know what's happening. The good news for Seton Hall is that they have had some time this week in practice to 
um, hopefully figure some of that out, figure out a game plan. Hopefully they know who's going, that sort of thing. And that's the hope for them coming out tonight. But I'm a little bit nervous here going up against a Creighton team um, that is just so sporadic. And so that's my my saving grace with Seton Hall is that Creighton, Creighton feels like a team that they either are going to come out and they're going to win this game on the road by 10 or they're going to lose by 30 because that's kind of what Creighton's done. They've either looked really great or they've completely laid an egg. So I'm on Seton Hall. I'm hoping that the time this week that they've kind of gotten a handle on who can play and they can cover some of their better team, uh, hopefully that depth helps them out. But given we don't know who's playing, I am a little bit nervous. Jake, what's your side? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Creighton here. It's, it's mainly due to health. Like, with, with no Aiken, Seton Hall's really struggled. And I mean, they've got, I think, three or four other guys that are that run decent minutes, maybe not that important, but that are also questionable. So it's I don't know, it's, it's hard to take a team that might be running two two real starters and and their bit on their deep bench out there. So it's it's hard to take that. So that's why I'm leaning uh, Creighton. I think Seton Hall at full health. I'm all I would be all over Seton Hall. Right. And you're right. This Creighton team just offensively doesn't show up at times. They just disappear. They rank at the bottom of almost every category. Like it's really bad. Um, but their defense is better than most people give them credit for. Uh, it's more of like that kind of pack line type defense where they're not forcing you to turn it over a lot. It's it's more of like just not letting you have a good shot. So I think the defense and Seton Hall's health is why I'm going Creighton. And I think it's just too many points at six. Yeah, and for those of you wondering out there, we've talked about this before, but if you're newer here, the model does know about injuries, recent play, things of that nature. So the model is taking that into account. It's kind of trying to figure out an expected value situation. It's trying to say, in general, what if a couple of these guys play? What if they don't? That's more or less the easiest way to explain it. And so on average, again, I think Seton Hall wins this by eight and a half. If Seton Hall is fully healthy, I think they win this by double digits, probably more. But of course, the line would be higher too. And so it's it's just a tough peg. If, if a bunch of these guys don't play, then the model is going to have overshot that. So right now it's kind of taking a, they haven't played well lately. They've been hurting with depth. And so it's giving them some of that penalty and it's trying to do the best it can there. Um, but there's just a lot of variability around this game. Uh, for sure, but it is one of the more interesting ones of the night, so we thought we would uh, cover it here for you today. Later on in the evening, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, Toledo is a seven and a half point road favorite at Ball State with a total of 156. The model thinks this total should be 152, so I've got a B pick for you on the under. Both teams play quasi fast, don't get me wrong, but they don't play this fast. So there are a lot of ways this game goes under the total um I, I think it's just a little bit of an overreaction my 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 biggest fear with this going over is if both teams just start start playing a little fast and speeding up and a little bit faster and a little bit faster and a little bit faster type thing but these teams haven't gone at those crazy frenetic paces like some other teams in the country have so i don't think either one of them wants to go that fast i think ball state at home knows they're the underdog doesn't have an incentive to speed it up so i just think this is an overreaction here at 156 model makes it 152 i like this under jake what's your side yeah i'm going with toledo i, th I think the under is a pretty good play also with because i think this border is could be borderline blowout territory um with toledo the way they play and how bad ball state's defense is they rank 306 in the nation they and they are very sloppy with the ball uh, with 
about 15 turnovers a game. So that on top of like if the space if the pace does keep going and as good as Toledo's offense is, um, and they already beat them by 13, but that was at, that was at home. I, I don't see Ball State being able to slow them down enough to keep it under 10. I think this one could get closer to that 20 number with how how Ball State plays and how bad their defense is. So I'm feeling pretty good about this Toledo pick. All right, all right. Yeah, let's hope for a blowout there in a boring second half. Uh, Toledo can cruise to a victory. We can see into the total on that one. At the same time, the uh, maybe game of the night here should be a real good one. 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. San Diego State at Colorado State. Colorado State is a three-point favorite. The model makes this total 132. As of this morning, the total is 131.5. I locked in yesterday over 129 as a B pick. The number was too low to start with. I took advantage of that yesterday. Um, if you aren't yet, remember to follow me on Twitter. Anytime I lock plays in and I update the sheet, I will tweet about that. So you can you could have seen this yesterday. You could have seen the number was too low and grabbed that overpick. So just kind of a, a shameless plug right there. I think the number is mostly caught up now. Once you're into the low 130s, that seems right. But anything under 130 just seems crazy for this. As much of an under team as San Diego State is, just too much of an underreaction with it that low. Uh, Jake, who's going to win this one, though? I'm, I'm with Colorado State. And this has come, come back to bite me a couple times. But once again, I think their offense is incredible. And you're going, they're going against an absolutely incredible defense, too. So it's a complete clash of styles here. But I think home court is the reason it gets there and a little bit of a revenge factor for the 30-point loss that they had at San Diego State which I think is kind of more of a fluke because Colorado State had the worst shooting night of their lives. Against the, and I think almost like 40% of their points came from the free throw line in, in that game, just showing how bad they shot. Um, but I, I just think they've got too much offense for the San Diego State team, and I don't think San Diego State's going to be able to force the turnovers they need to get – get their offense going because they don't have a great half court offense. It's more of turn you over and run and find an open layup and all that kind of stuff. But I think Colorado state's going to slow it down and take care of the ball and score one of every three possessions and have enough to cover the two and a half at home. All right. Yep. I like that. Should be a good one there late. And that leads us to our buzzer beaters here, your exclusive pod content. I've got the A plus play of the day at 6 p.m. Brown minus four versus Harvard. The model is 3-0-1 on A or B fades of Harvard. I think Harvard's getting a little respect because they've had good teams in years past. This Harvard team is not nearly as good as the previous ones that have been fun to watch in the tournament. So I think Brown gets a nice home win there. The best B-side, Niagara, minus 5.5, also a 6 p.m. Central start there versus Manhattan. Um, both teams have underperformed my number a little bit, but Manhattan's underperformed it more than Niagara has. So if that holds true here, that should be a win. The model makes this about 6.5, so if Manhattan underperforms even more uh, than Niagara, then the Niagara gets them a nice little 7-8 point win there. Every dog has its day. I, I, I'm, I've kind of got two for you here. We've got a repeat of yesterday. So if you listen yesterday, I'm going to tell you the same thing I did yesterday. 6 p.m. Detroit plus 160 at Wright State. The model is 4-1 and one on A or B picks of Detroit. Uh, that game got snowed out yesterday and pushed to today. But because I already gave you that one yesterday, I'm going to give you a second one. And it's a little bit of a stretch. But look, this is a gimmick segment, right? So I can kind of do what I want with my own segments. I'm going to take Cornell 
on the money line, minus 110 versus Princeton. Not technically a dog, also not technically a favorite at that number. It's a short slate. I'm trying to squeeze some extra picks in for you here, people. So, yeah, I know it's a little bit of a stretch on the gimmick. Just run with me here, right? I like Cornell at home. Princeton, very good, but I think that Cornell has been playing fantastic of late, and they've got it rolling, and so I think they can uh, get the job done at home against Princeton. Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? Yeah, with the short slate, it's, it's hard to pick. But I, I really like this Fresno State team. I think it'll be a fun game to watch. So if you're an all-night kind of person, stay up and watch this one. Orlando, Orlando Robertson and Grant Sheffield should battle it out pretty well, but I just don't think Nevada's got the defense to keep uh, Fresno State from covering the nine-and-a-half um, that they're they're at right currently. And then I like this Akron team. Miami, Ohio has just been playing terrible recently. They've won one of their last five, and the four they've lost have been by do- almost. I think all of them have been by double digits. So that's just not a good run here for this Akron State, like for this Miami, Ohio team. So Akron should be the play, especially at minus seven. I agree with you. I like that Akron pick. That's a B pick for me also in the sheet. So, yeah, Jake and I definitely both on Akron. They're all endorsed that one. Uh, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. We'll get you a new episode every week of the college basketball season. And tomorrow, that live Q&A episode, again, that is 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, run through our regular show, and then you can ask questions on any games if you want, and we'll just kind of shoot from the hip and see how it goes. We will see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.